Hi, this is Pastor Mike Gordon, and welcome to Bethel Brandon's Sunday Message. For more information about this podcast and more resources, visit us at BethelBrandon.ca. It's beautiful outside, isn't it? I see some of you just turned on your vehicle and you got air conditioning. I don't, so just asking you to feel a little sore. No, don't feel sorry at all for me. But we're so glad that you chose to spend part of your weekend with us, uh, whether you're here in person, like I said, or if you're on the live stream and you haven't texted Connect and you're new here, please do so right now. Just text the word Connect to 204 817 because we really believe that church is a lot more than just a Sunday service, right? Church is a community of believers who want to be the light and be the love here in Brandon and in Westman. And uh, we're excited to do that. And interestingly enough, as I talk about that, if you weren't here in April at our annual general meeting, Pastor Mike shared a message called Continuing to Move Forward. And if you weren't here, I'd strongly encourage you to go to BethelBrandon.ca, click on the Church Online tab. It has all the past messages there. And look for that one in April. Uh, because out that, it really just broke out just a vision, an idea uh, that we feel God is laying on for uh, on our hearts for Bethel Brandon on how we can be even more effective at reaching our community and inviting people to a life that matters. And part of that was actually looking at renovating the main auditorium to be in a multi-purpose room, a, a, a gym, and, and all kinds of things. And interestingly enough, that was the original vision, the original plan over 30 years ago when this building was built. And it's interesting how God is bringing that back up again. And, and along with many other things, just as we're looking at trying to be more effective at reaching our community, showing love in our community, and uh, part of that is just looking at all the different ministries that we're doing and seeing if there's maybe tweaks or changes that need to be made, just as our world around us continues to change. For those of you, I'm sure you know that we're living in more of a post-Christian society than we are before, which means, you know, there are more people that have not grown up in church than there are people who have. And so we just continually evaluate what we're doing to make it more effective. And one of those was our, our Moms Connect ministry It was a mom's ministry that has been led for the last number of years by Sherry Reimer and her team. And they really felt actually led by God that this year was going to be their last year leading the team because they actually felt that there was something new coming on the horizon for the group. And interesting how that all coincided is what God was laying on the hearts of, and not just the, the, the leadership team here at Bethel, but it's been confirmed in a number of other people of just looking at some changes here at Bethel. And it's exciting. But it also comes with big question marks. You know, what does that look like? What's the next step, right? And for those who are on a faith journey with Jesus, I'm sure you've run into your fair share of question marks with Jesus, haven't you? Well, what do I do next? Are you sure you want me to do that? Are you sure you want me to take risk in that area? God, what's the answer? What's the next step? And all you get is a question mark. And I really believe that we get those question marks in our faith journey because they require us to grow closer to Jesus, to read the Bible more, read the scriptures more, to look to see what promises God has given us. 
and give opportunities for us to exercise our faith, to take risk. And that's exciting, isn't it? I didn't get any honks at that one. <laughs> you don't find it exciting to take risks for Jesus? Okay. I know it can be exciting, but also maybe intimidating, maybe scary, you're not sure. But it requires faith, right? And what is faith? Faith is simply taking a risk, is trust. Trusting in Jesus and believing that what he said in the Bible, believing that what he's talking to you about is true, and taking those steps of faith. But I'm here, I I just want to talk a little bit about that this morning because I really believe that faith isn't defined by the miracle or by the conclusion of that step of faith, but it's actually found in the story leading up to that miracle. Because too often we might get caught up in the highlight reels of people's lives. You know, we hear their testimony. If you've grown up in church or been around church, testimony is essentially sharing a story of your, it, that happened in your life where Jesus did something pretty amazing. Sometimes we share them at a baptismal service. We share a little bit about our faith journey and why we want to get baptized. That's what a testimony is, is just... Uh, just like in a court system where you would testify, give account for a situation or someone, that's what a testimony is in our lives, is it's telling of something amazing that Jesus did in our life. And as we hear those testimonies, we get encouraged. And we think, well, if Jesus can do that for them, he can do that for me, right? I mean, that's the whole point of why we share the testimonies, to give glory to God, to say, God, you're amazing, look what you've done in my life. And you know what? You can do it in other people's lives. But sometimes we get caught up in that highlight reel and maybe we compare it to our lives and we go, wait a minute, my faith isn't like that part. Like, I haven't seen God do that in my life. I don't know if I have the faith for that. But that's where I believe that faith is not found in the definition. The definition of faith isn't found in the miracle, but it's in the story leading up to the miracle. When you think of the story of Moses when he took the Israelites to the Red Sea and he stepped out into the sea and he raised his arms and he staff and God parted the Red Sea. I might look at that and go, there's no way that I could do that. I don't know if I have the faith for that. I don't know if I could take that risk to be standing in front of hundreds of thousands of people who are worried about their lives because Pharaoh's army was now chasing them down to kill them or bring them back to Egypt to put them in slavery again. And I've got to go get in front of all of them and raise my hands and just believe that the sea is going to part. But if you look at Moses' story that you will find, that's not where that miracle started. That miracle started a long time ago when Moses grew up in Pharaoh's household, when he was chased out of Pharaoh's house, when he spent 40 years in the wilderness shepherding looking after sheep and goats and what other animals have you, spent going before Pharaoh saying God said to let his people go and having God do amazing miracles, signs and wonders to prove to Pharaoh, hey, I want you to let my people go to take all those risks. You see, that Red Sea moment wasn't found there. It was found in the story of Moses' life, the continual growing of his faith. 
to step in front of hundreds of thousands of people and raise your arms and your staff and believing that God is going to part that sea so that the people could go safely across. See, faith isn't defined by the miracle. It's found in the story leading up to the miracle. And so why do I say that? I say that to encourage you that maybe you're in a season, I mean, in this pandemic, it's been hard to see God sometimes, or maybe you feel like, you know what, you haven't been praying enough, or you haven't had faith enough or to, to move, you know, mountains or part seas or things like that, or you see miracles in other people's lives just like I do and go, well, I don't know if I have the faith. I don't see God doing that in my life. Maybe my faith isn't that good or anything like that, and I don't know, I don't know no, I don't know. But you see, faith isn't defined by that miracle. It was defined by that person's story, by their ups and their downs, just like you. By their risks, whether small or large, they were still risks taken, steps of faith taken. So don't feel discouraged when it doesn't look like things are happening in your life or maybe you feel like your faith isn't as big as that person. It's not about that. It's about your continued faithfulness to go, you know what, God, I fell down, I messed up, or or anything like that, and taking that moment to say, Jesus, help me. Taking those little steps of faith again, trying again, stepping out in risk, or in faith as well. Because faith isn't defined by that miracle, it's in the story. Downs just like you and I have. So I wanted to encourage you today to not give up and to not compare yourself. Jesus talked a little bit about faith in a parable in Luke 18, and I just wanted to read it for you. And it says this, this is Luke 18, 1 to 8. And it says, when Jesus told his disciples a parable to tell them they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared for what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't care what people are, sorry, I fear God, don't fear God or care what people think. Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come back and attack me. You got to watch out for those widows. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. See, the widow was persistent. She kept coming to the judge, even though she didn't see the miracle yet, didn't see her breakthrough yet, didn't see the answer to her prayer yet. She just kept coming. In another part of Scripture, Jesus refers to our faith to only having to be as small as the mustard seed. See, I don't believe Jesus used the mustard seed as an example of a quantity of faith of like, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to... I'm going to step out. I'm going to pray for those people who can't walk. I mean, maybe that's what you want to do, and that's awesome. Do that, but God comes through and and heals that. I remember being at a conference, seeing a lady who was confined to a mobility scooter. She had screws in her back. She had rods. She had all kinds of stuff wrong. She had been in a horrible accident. And at the end of that, the, the people had been praying for her, and she walked out 
of that conference, danced out of that conference. God can do that. God does that. But maybe you feel like you don't have the faith for that. Or maybe you have prayed for someone in a healing or a financial breakthrough or, or for someone to come to know Jesus and you haven't seen the answer yet. But remember, you just haven't seen the answer yet. So continue to be persistent like that widow was. And Jesus didn't say to have faith as small as a mustard seed, talking about the quantity or largeness of our faith. But he was talking about the persistence of our faith. Just like you need to plant that seed, you need to tend to that seed, just like a farmer who plants their crops. They don't just put them in the ground and walk away. No, they continue to tend to them. They are persistent until the very end. Even so, as they're combining, as they're harvesting that crop, they are tending to it and making sure it's okay. They are persistent. They are believing in faith that they are going to get a great harvest. And I'm just declaring that right now for our farmers, that there's going to be a great harvest on our fields this year. Amen? For those... Amen. And Jesus was talking about our faith in the persistence, not the largeness, because our faith isn't defined by the miracle, but the story leading up to the miracle. I think another great story that illustrates this is the story of George Mueller. For those who don't know, he was back in the 1800s, probably one of the more famous stories attributed to him is him being in an orphanage and there was no food. And he gathered them all up, And he prayed and he thanked God for the food that they were about to eat. But they had none. And then all of a sudden there was a knock on the door and the milk truck had broken down. So the milkman had said, hey, do you want all this milk? It's going to spoil just sitting on the cart. And then the baker, local baker phoned and said, I felt to make some extra loaves of bread and I've got them here. I want to drop them off for you. And uh, so he had given thanks for the food they hadn't yet in front of them, but he believed that God was going to come through. And he wrote in his journal, and I want to read it because I think it's so powerful. I believe it's a great story of persistence. See, in November 1844, I began to pray. This is George Mueller writing. I began to pray for the conversion of five individuals. I prayed every day without a single intermission whether sick or in health, on the land, on the sea, and whatever the pressure of my engagements might be, 18 months elapsed before the first of five was converted, before they gave their life to Jesus. I thanked God and prayed on for the others. Five years elapsed, and then the second was converted. I thanked God for the second and prayed on for the other three, and day by day I continued to pray for them, and six years passed before the third was converted. I thanked God for three, and went on praying for the other two. These two remained unconverted. 36 years later, he wrote that the other two sons of his friends were still not, had still not given their life to Jesus. But this is what he wrote. He says, but I hope in God, I pray on and look for the answer. They are not converted yet, but they will be. See, it was 52 years after he began to pray for those five individuals, 52 years later, the last two gave their lives to Jesus. And it was after he had passed away. But he said, not yet. He was persistent. 
He was persistent. You see, faith isn't defined by in the miracle. It's defined in the story leading up to the miracle. George Mueller was persistent in prayer. Maybe you have loved ones that haven't given their life to Jesus yet. Or maybe you need a miracle in your body. Or in someone you care for in their body. A physical healing or emotional healing. Or maybe in this pandemic your finances have been affected greatly. Or maybe it wasn't even this pandemic and your finances have been affected and you need breakthrough financially. If that's you, I would like to pray for you this morning. Of You know what? I'm believing that this is going to happen. And I want to pray for you and let's pray together. Think about those individuals that you've been praying for for years. I've got a list for healing, whether it's emotional or physical or in financial. And let's just pray for them together this morning. Those on the live stream as well, feel free wherever you are, put your hand on your heart and let's just pray for breakthrough. Let's be persistent in our prayers. So dear God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for this beautiful weather. I thank you for the beautiful harvest that's coming, not only on the farmer's fields, but also supernaturally the harvest of people's souls committed to you, people giving their lives to you, saying, I want you to be Lord of my life. And I pray for each individual that that I am, as well as everyone here, whether in person or online, is thinking of right now that they would come to know you, Jesus. And we pray just like George Mueller had prayed and believed they haven't come to you, but not yet, because I know they are going to. And Father, I pray also for physical healing right now, Lord God, in their lives, whatever it might be. If, you're, if you've got need of physical healing, would you just put your hand on that area? of your body that you need that healing. And right now, God, I just declare healing in their lives. Father, I pray for all pain to leave. I pray for broken bones to heal, Father. I pray for parts of our body that out of alignment to be back in alignment, God. I also pray right now for those who have need in their finances, Father, that you would come through supernaturally for them. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for coming out today. We're so glad to have you here. We'd love to see you next week. Just keep an eye on the parking attendants as you make your way out. And don't forget to pick up your kids if you dropped them off at the day camp. As well as check BethelBrandon.ca. Click on the events tab. There's going to be all kinds of great information of events upcoming uh, for the kids' day camp, the VBSs and stuff like that. Thank you once again for joining us. For those online, thank you so much for joining us. Have an amazing week and uh, take care and God bless. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Let's continue the conversation online. Visit us at BethelBrandon.ca or follow us on Facebook. Facebook.